0: My inclination is that the economy's slowing, inflation's coming down, uh, and the Fed has done a good part of its work uh, maybe not all of it, all, already.
1: Ed Hyman, his State of the economy and 2023 outlook are in Consuelo Mac wealth track.:
0: Funding provided by Clearbridge Investments, First Eagle Investments, Royce Investment Partners, Matthews Asia, Strategus Asset Management and women investing in security and education.
1: Hello and welcome to this edition of Wealth Track. I'm Consuelo Mack. Starting with Wealth Track's launch in 2005, we established an annual tradition to sit down for a rare in-depth interview with Ed Hyman, Wall Street's number one ranked economist for an unrivaled 42 years. Hyman is vice chairman of Evercore, a leading independent investment banking and advisory firm, where he is also the founder and chairman of its Evercore ISI division and leads its economic research team, which publishes what are considered to be must-read research by institutional investors all over the world. A year ago, Hyman and his team were monitoring the U.S. economy still powering ahead, the multiple factors behind unprecedented nominal GDP growth, which included record low short-term interest rates globally, surging acceleration in money supply, the doubling of the Fed's balance sheet to nearly $9 trillion, and the more than doubling of the federal government's outlays to $7 trillion. All of this money flowing into the financial system and economy led to a surge in corporate profits and a very strong stock market. This was before inflation numbers ignited and the Federal Reserve started raising interest rates. Those two developments radically altered the financial landscape. As Hyman's recent reports attest, Fed tightening is already having an impact and weakness is rippling through U.S. economy. I asked Hyman to tell us where he is seeing the most pronounced weakness. Housing,
0: housing and housing. (laughs) It it doesn't seem that bad because I travel around the country a lot with Zoom calls, Uh, but we surveyed home builders and it's a disaster. Kay Schiller uh, has a house price measure. The index. Three months rate of decline is minus 12%. Uh, pretty much wow. like it was in uh, 07 08. They had uh, pending house sales, house sales, home builders, house price, and that was a free fall as well. So, one of the things that's happening right now is people are saying if the Fed keeps tightening, what's going to happen to housing? Because it's already getting shellacked. And uh, our work right. indicates that mortgage rates uh, lead the economy by one year. So housing is clearly the, weak, the weakest part. Next, uh, we do a survey of trucking companies uh, and that has been in a waterfall. Uh, it's almost to a recession level. Housing is at a recession level. Uh, so I put you know, our trucking survey uh, as the next, and of course that reflects everything. So now, I'm, sort of glossing over your question to say it's getting weak pretty much everywhere
1: why is the trucking survey so important Uh, it has the highest
0: correlation with gdp of any single sector we do about 30 sectors like home building uh, or trucking or retail uh, and the overall has the highest correlation with gdp but trucking is the one survey that by itself has the highest correlation and is understandable because you truck everything around. One of my other favorite indicators are the PMI, Purchasing Managers Indexes. And in November, they had about a 46 reading, well below 50. And that's beginning to, it's well below the past decade. And then on the labor market, layoff announcements were 800 a week about two months ago. Now they're 9,000 a week. The economy is starting to weaken. And it's because the Fed's been tightening right. for a good while. So there's a lag effect
1: uh, with Fed tightening that you've talked about many times. And the lag effect is usually uh, kind of a year out, right? Yes. The Fed started actually really tightening uh, earlier this year. So we're seeing a pretty dramatic uh, impact you know, kind of sooner than a year out.
0: A good eye there, Consuelo, as usual. The, uh, the, the most important measure of uh, Fed tightening is through global short rates. It's not just the Fed. Mm-hmm. It's if ECB's tightening as well as the Fed and Bank of England and Bank of Japan. And so global short rates have been going up for almost two years, not seven months. So that's plenty of time uh, for it to begin uh, to work through the system. And another metric, uh, consumer net worth, which reflects the stock market and house prices, right. that's been going down uh, and that leads the economy by about two quarters. So it's all now starting to come in. So in 1923, when I was starting my career, uh, John, John Maynard Keynes uh, said that the, that the money growth leads the economy by 16 months. And you know, money growth has been slowing. It all fits together. And as you put it most succinctly, you know, a, a year is enough time for it to start to impact. And it's starting to impact. There's another aspect is that once the yield curve inverts, and it's really inverted now. This is where, uh, that long-term rates
1: fall below short-term right. rates. When you're talking about an inverted yield curve, what's the most important one as far as you're
0: concerned? So, uh, you know, in my view, uh, in this case, because we're talking about the funds rate, I look at the short rate, which is Fed mm-hmm. funds, minus the long rate, okay. versus the bond yield. So, how do you know if the funds rate is high or low? Well, you look at the bond yield. Uh, and right right now, uh, you know the bond yield is 350 or 360, and Fed funds are four. Right, this is the 10 year. The, uh-huh. It's that 10 year, headed right. to five. And so, it's already inverted. And uh, just to keep the drama going, uh, the San Francisco Fed has a, a proxy for Fed funds. Fed funds are 4%. And their proxy inc- includes a calculation on quantitative tightening. The Fed is shrinking its balance sheet about $90 billion a month. And they calculate, if you take that Wait, in- all,
1: all those bond purchases that it
0: was making. Now reversing. Mm-hmm. And and they calculate that that uh, has the proxy funds rate or effective funds rate at six and bond yields are 350. So you have a real inversion. Right. And and everybody knows this. I'm not uh, pointing out a single thing that's not as clear as we're looking at each other. And (laughs) so when the Fed said, we see, We're going to slow down. Uh, The stock market had a mighty cheer.
1: There is a very healthy debate whether or not we're in a recession now. Do you think we're in a recession now? Uh, Getting close, but not now. Uh, Okay. We've had a series, an unprecedented series, of four interest rate increases of 75 basis points recently. You know, kind of the fastest and steepest ever. So the weakness that you're now seeing, can it be laid at the feet of the Fed?
0: Yes, and they would like to have it there. You know, <laughs> They want to get the economy to slow down. They want to get inflation to slow down. You know, My view is that they've done more than at least Powell talks about. If you take into account quantitative tightening, Fed funds aren't four, they're six. And mortgage rates were recently a little bit below there were seven the last time mortgage rates were right. seven was in 2000 when fed funds were six <laughs> so it fits together uh and and then uh the bank deposits in the united states uh, as of now are contracting and as a result the money supply bank deposits are 85 percent of the money supply the money supply is now contracting for the first time in seven decades. Wow. But we, we should spend some time here on the most important aspect uh, is that it looks to me as though inflation is now really starting to slow.
1: Right. And that's another one of your headlines. Your, one of your headlines to clients recently yeah. has been inflation is cooling. And where are you seeing inflation cooling? And you actually have talked about some deflation as well. Yeah.
0: So there are. Uh, Six measures we track that show rents are either slowing or declining. This is big stuff, and it's connected to housing being Mm -hmm. weakening. Now, it turns out that the the government's measure of uh, rents, it's called shelter, uh, lags by about eight months. And so this is all, it's going to come big time in 2023. Then another place, uh, there is a uh, purchasing manager's index for services, services, not manufactured. And they have a price component. Mm -hmm. And that's plunged uh, for about six months, dropped 20 points uh, at services, rents, and then, say, shipping rates, uh, container shipping rates uh, are down 70%. Uh, they So this
1: isn't just disinflation, I mean, this is deflation.
0: I don't want to overdo it, but I'm just yeah. saying. Uh, OK. And I think that what you're seeing now is the beginning of a process because of the lags involved. So I think inflation will slow. Uh, let me mention one thing, because you started it out, one year ago, on today's date, uh, the futures market had Fed funds as of today, you know, a year out at uh, about 50 basis points. And, there, and there's four. Oh,
1: half a percent. And
0: so I'm just saying uh, the ability to know the future is, is very difficult. And uh, so now we talk a lot about what Fed funds are going to be a year from now. And the, and the going answer is 5%. And I'm just saying, to me and you, that you know, maybe it's five, maybe it's seven, maybe it's two. Uh, I mean, things change. My inclination is that the economy's slowing, inflation's coming down, uh, and the Fed has done a good part of its work, uh, and maybe not all of it, already.
1: So the evidence that you have just presented, Ed, is uh, pretty overwhelming. It's actually pretty grim. <laughs> And I'm thinking of, you know, what the Fed has now is is intending to do, which is moderate its rate increases. And they're talking about 50 basis points uh, instead of 75. And, but from what you're telling me, do you think that the Fed should stop raising rates entirely or moderate the rate increases even more? I mean, how much are they overshooting the mark as far as
0: their goal of, you know, 2% inflation. The element we haven't discussed is the labor market. I mentioned in some layoff announcements and claims, yep. but that's where it's still pretty strong. And so uh, I think the appropriate path for the Fed would be to do 25 in December and then wait and see. Uh, it turns yep. out that uh, the Fed has never uh, raised rates once the yield curve has inverted. Once the bond yield has gone below the funds rate, uh, it's, it's paused. And so I'm not, I wouldn't think they should pause right now. I mean, no further increases, but I, I would i would think uh, 25 at the moment with the uh, PAL saying that they're gonna slow down the pace uh, and the reaction of the market uh, I'm I'm not too grumpy uh, that, you know, they're getting the message and responding. And we got this morning uh, another measure of inflation uh, that was uh, the the Fed's favorite measure of inflation called the CORE. uh, Right. Consumer Price price Consumption Deflator, PCE. Uh, And it was only up 0.2, which is, you know, 2.5 or 3%. Rate of inflation, so uh, you know the, the the truth will win out. Uh, but the Fed has gone a long ways uh, already, as we talked about, and they're probably in the process of of winding that process of winding that down.
1: One of the things that you've told me uh, in a previous interview is that you know you try to be uh, a little bit contrarian, or at least that you always want to consider factors that don't fit into your narrative. And the narrative right now is weakness and inflation cooling. So what are the things that aren't fitting into
0: that narrative? So the main thing is inflation. And uh, Consuela, you're such a good listener. Uh, You make me feel like I'm actually saying something understandable. But uh, on. on, (laughs) You are, Ed. (laughs) uh, Most people think I'm too uh, aggressive on the view that inflation is cooling. Now, that's changing recently uh, because the data has been getting better. So I, I think we're in a process of inflation cooling, and I see lots of signs of deflation now. Uh, there's a Chinese internet company uh, that's has launched in the US, and it's it's the number three uh, internet company in China. They've launched here. They call it a price butcher. Mm-hmm. They're so aggressive. <laughs> and they're selling uh, a case for your phone for $2 versus Amazon is $17. So there's there's a lot of competition uh, out there, uh, car prices and uh, rents I mentioned. But the one that has to slow down to make this a connected story is to get wages to slow. And, and that's the least convincing, uh, is for wages to slow. And then the data shows some of it, but not a lot of it yet.
1: Right. Well, with all the layoffs that you're tracking, uh, I mean, it, it's, at some point, something's got to
0: give there. Uh, and it's, it's- Let me mention that, that yeah. the Philly Fed uh, has a survey of people, and they ask them, uh, what are the odds of a recession? and they have the data going back into the 60s. And the current reading is the most ever by a very wide margin, more than it was, say, in 2008, Uh, more than it was in 99, more than it was in 1974. So people have the biggest impression uh, that we're going to have a recession. This is a very strong statement. Uh, And again, uh, where I come off on this, uh, is that it increases the odds that wages slow. Basically, 100% of CEOs expect a recession. So they're going to be... What do you expect? Uh, I expect zero growth, which probably has two, two down quarters. Uh, if you, you average... In
1: 2023. In 2023. Zero, zero growth. Zero growth.
0: And okay. if I had to change it, I'd probably lower it some. And so right now, this is the, the great head-scratcher. Everybody, everybody is saying, what do I do now? Because we're probably going into a recession, and earnings are going to be coming down, and yet the Fed may be starting to back off on tightening, and inflation is coming down. And at the moment, those two, inflation coming down and the Fed may be slowing down, those have the market biased up. But people are scared to participate because they know earnings are probably going to go down uh, from a contrarian point of view i guess i could maybe think we don't have a recession which i have a hard time seeing but not impossible but the other possibility is that we have a, a really severe recession because the consensus is overwhelmingly we have a recession but it's mild
1: soft landing, soft landing.
0: right I think what the Fed has been doing is pushing that uh, narrative further and further away from us. You know, if they if they tighten to five percent, which would put this uh, Fed funds rate adjusted for quantitative tightening, taking into account both of them, put that at seven, and bond yields at right. 350, uh, we're going to have a recession.
1: So, what does this mean for the stock market? Because if earnings get hit, if earnings are going to be lower,
0: then the stock market is going to be lower. There's a a way people talk about it. Uh, I have a high conviction call. They'll make that. I have a high conviction call that inflation is slowing. I have a pretty high conviction call that the economy is slowing. Uh, On the stock market, I don't have a high conviction call. Uh, But we have in our our shop uh a technical analyst who's been fabulous rich ross and he is just he is just flat bullish (laughs) and uh he thinks the market's you know been oversold it's now bottomed it's going up uh and so i'm just right now i'm just sort of going along for the ride but uh i have plenty of cash uh in case that's wrong uh But it's getting a little bit more encouraging to me because of the inflation cooling and the Fed responding to that. And I think inflation is going to keep cooling. And I guess if the Fed then keeps responding, you might have the market continue to to do a little bit better. But uh, I'm I'm very concerned about the things I talked about earlier. Quantitative tightening, the yield curve being inverted, uh, the money supply contracting. Uh, So theres uh, I I won't say that I sleep really well. I, I wake up occasionally worried about this stuff.
1: There has never been a Fed tightening cycle where you don't have a financial shock, at least, or a financial crisis.
0: What do you think? Never have you had a tightening cycle that didn't have a shock or a crisis, without any exception. And so I'm waiting for one. And of course, FTX, the crypto blow up in the Bahamas. Not that well. right. I thought, mean, well, this is it. Uh, but you know, so far, it doesn't look like it's a big one. So one of the feelings I've had is that the odds of having a shock or a crisis are 100%. And it has seemed to me that the Fed puts the odds at zero because they keep you know, saying you know, the terminal rate will be 5%. <laughs> You know, next year, I'm going to, like, between here and there, something is going to float to the surface. It's going to give. something's going to give.
1: You mentioned that you are holding cash. What are you doing personally? How how defensive are you being in your personal portfolio? Uh, uh, Let
0: me first say, as (laughs) well, not defensive enough. (laughs) But uh, uh, I have, uh, you know, by what would be most standards, a lot of cash. And uh, I can tell whenever I have an opportunity to put it to work right now, I'm like, no. Because I also have you know, a lot of exposure to risk assets, both equities and real estate. Speaking with you here today, I feel pretty comfortable with, with my position, but I don't feel like adding to my risk. And I don't feel like, frankly, adding to my cash. Uh, so I'm, uh, I, I feel pretty, you know, safe uh, with or, or yep. okay with what I'm doing at the moment.
1: One investment for a long-term diversified portfolio. And when you when you were on a year ago, very different circumstances. Uh, you had a portfolio for us with technology, Apple and Amazon, and housing, Lenar, uh and uh, and also healthcare, uh, Pfizer. Um, ALL OF THOSE STOCKS ARE LOWER, ESPECIALLY uh, THE TECH STOCKS. WHAT'S YOUR VIEW OF THAT PORTFOLIO TODAY? AGAIN, FOR LONG-TERM INVESTORS, I MEAN, WOULD YOU BAIL OUT? WOULD YOU ADD TWO? WOULD
0: YOU JUST LEAVE it? Well, it, IT? TO BE HONEST WITH YOU, I WOULD JUST LEAVE IT. THAT'S WHAT I OWNED THEN, AND I STILL OWN THAT. THIS YEAR, I MIGHT ADD SOME ENERGY TO IT uh, BECAUSE THAT LOOKS uh-huh. BETTER. SO I LIKE slumberjay I STILL LIKE uh, THE uh, HEALTHCARE SPACE. Uh, and the tech space, uh, but I, I might tweak it a little bit. But I still, uh, I'm a long-term investor. I should come to think of it, I am a long-term right. investor. And uh, to be honest with you, it served me very well uh, with some major dips like this past year.
1: Ed Hyman, thanks so much for continuing our annual tradition of sharing your outlook for the new year on WealthTrack. Thanks for having me. At the close of Every Wealth Truck, we try to give you one suggestion to help you build and protect your wealth over the long term. This week's action point is prepare yourself for more challenging economic and market conditions. As Hyman reminded us, the impact of monetary tightening occurs with one or two year lags, so the rapid and dramatic tightening we have experienced since early 2022 won't be fully felt until 2023 or beyond. Tightening is already hitting home buyers and developers who are feeling the impact of much higher mortgage rates. Investors are feeling the heat across the board. Bond prices which fall when interest rates rise have had a brutal couple of quarters. And with the exception of energy, all stock sectors have declined in 2022 with more pressure to come as earnings expectations are lowered. Now Hyman mentioned there has never been a tightening cycle without some sort of a financial shock or crisis, so be prepared for that eventuality as well. The stoic proverb, prepare for the worst and hope for the best, might be an appropriate mindset for 2023. Well, next week, leading strategist Jason Trennett warns of more economic and market pain ahead. In this week's extra feature, inveterate reader Ed Hyman gives us some book recommendations for holiday gifts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our YouTube channel. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us as we enter the busy holiday season. Have a super weekend and make the week ahead a healthy, profitable, and productive one.